Hey girlfriend, welcome to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Cowler. We will be talking all things health, fitness, life, and relationships. This podcast is for the woman wanting to find her happiest, healthiest, and most confident self without flipping her life upside down or sacrificing the things she loves most in order to do it. I am so excited to have you here. Now, lady, let's get to it. Hey, 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 Damn Happy, Damn Healthy fam, and welcome to episode number 40 of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Today, we are graced by the presence of Sierra Brown, an incredible and wonderful woman that I had the opportunity to chat with. She is a woman who helps black women get out of unmanageable routines and into bodies they love and that love them back. In this episode, we talked about so many different things. We talked about diet culture. We talked about being athletes. We talked about pizza rolls. We talked about just so much in regard to health, life, fitness, and loving the life that you live. And I cannot wait to have you guys dive in and get to know Sierra. All right, you guys. Hello, hello, hello. We are here with Sierra, and I am so excited to hop on into this episode. I know you learned a little bit about her just now in that intro, but I cannot wait to just learn even more about her and start this just incredible conversation. I had recently heard Sierra be like interviewed on an Instagram live um, with another woman that I follow, and I was obsessed and just felt really connected as far as like the messages that we put out to our audiences when it comes to health and fitness and wellness. And since then, I reached out to Sierra and here we are and I'm having her on the podcast. So welcome, Sierra. I can't wait to talk to you. Why don't you just go ahead and reintroduce yourself for us and tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Awesome. First of all, thanks for the intro. Like, I'm very, very, very excited to chat with you as well. Um, But like you guys heard, my name is Sierra Brown. I am a health and wellness coach. Um, I primarily work with Black women to help them really change their food relationship and create manageable routines that really help them not only love themselves, but do things that help them, you know, eat the right food to help them love themselves back. So I'm just all about good, positive food relationship and the manageability of it all. You know, we live in a world where, you know, we think that it has to be restrictive. It has to be nuts, (laughs) you know, in order for it to be healthy. I'm all about helping folks retrain their brain and just live a life full of light and love. So yeah, that's me. And I, yeah, yeah. I love it. That that makes me so happy. And I know a lot of my regular listeners are probably like, this is right up Chelsea's alley. Like, this is perfect. So I can't wait to have this conversation. One thing I do want to ask you, Sierra, is what got you into this world? Like how, um, like what I, you've like made this transformation as far as like into helping other women, but how did it all start for you personally? So, you know, this is definitely a multifaceted story. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have time. Yeah. So for me, you know, the first part of it is I was a college basketball player. I was always very thin, six pack, all that good stuff, like my entire life. Um, and my senior year of my college basketball season, I got really sick out of nowhere. And I ended up finding out after like 21 days of illness, losing 20 pounds, um, that oh I had gosh. a blood clot in my kidney. 
And so I had to miss the last 10 games of my season. And, you know, past the sickness of it all, it also sent me in a pretty deep, dark depression because up until that point, that's who I was. That was Sierra, the basketball mm -hmm. player. And I hadn't really figured out who Sierra was past that. So that was yeah. when I first dove deep into emotional eating and binging. And the 20 pounds mm -hmm. I had lost from being sick within a month was, you know, 50 pounds gain. So I woke up one day and I did not look like a person that I recognized. And that was very mm -hmm. difficult for me being an athlete and my body no longer could do things that it used, that it used to do before. Um, and I struggled um, for probably a year um, to even get started, or even to figure out what weight loss looked like. And once I did figure out what it could look like, what I thought was very, very health healthy at the time was a life full of so much restriction um, that not only was I struggling with depression, but I was struggling with anxiety related to exercise and food. I was able to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. um, however, the manner in which I lost it in um, was not healthy. And I didn't realize that until two years later um, when I had gotten to the point where, you know, I didn't go out to eat for two years. Um, I would I would avoid my coworkers at lunchtime because I knew that they would ask me to go out to eat and I had anxiety around having to say no. Um, I found that I would want to work out every single day and you know I would force myself to take one off day and I would literally have so much anxiety that I would still go to the gym and just like kind of sit in the corner and hang out with my friends. Um, it, it got mm -hmm. pretty severe and that entire time I thought I was living like the most healthy life possible um, and I was actually that's when I started my health coaching journey because Mm -hmm. I learned that I loved food so much and, you know, I was really good at meal prep and I was really good all the, all, at all those things and I wanted to share it with the world. Um, but about, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, I realized that I had to transform as a person. Um, I had to improve my relationship with food as a person, um, which also means I needed to transform as a coach. And the baby that came from that is Melon Well. Um, and I'm a completely different person. I'm a completely different coach. And I've been able to transform, transform so many more lives um, that it's unreal. Um, and through all of that, I also had another revelation that all the people I followed for food relationship advice, all the people I followed for nutrition advice did not look like me. Um, there were no mm -hmm. black women in my space. Um, and I knew that, you know, coming from a very rural area, you know, how much that impacts me to never have a black teacher, never to, you know, have a, no, even know a black professional. And I, during that time of transforming to focusing on food relationship, I also realized that, you know, I need to speak directly to people who look like me so they feel empowered to make the same changes. So lots and lots of change, but I love it. And these have been the best days of my life. Oh my gosh, I'm smiling so much. You guys, I know you can't see my smile on the podcast, but I'm like smiling so much just out of like, just such an amazing journey. Like I have so, I could go so many places in the first place. I'll like start from the beginning of your story that you were telling. And I think that like goes back to the whole idea of being an athlete because um, I can completely relate. I played college softball. So I um, was in that space where you're an athlete. And I feel like, like you had kind of said, you just like 
almost mindlessly are fit when you're in that world and in that stage of life. It's like, oh, well, I go to practice. I do these workouts. I do this. I do that. I eat whatever. And here I am. I'm this like healthy and fit person. And then you exit that and you all of a sudden lose yourself. And it's like, okay, it goes from I'm an athlete and this is how I like am fit and this is how I like am happy. And you go from that world and then you immediately go into that world of like diet culture, fad diets, like here's what you have to do to lose the weight. Here's what you have to do to be healthy. And it's no longer that like sense of purpose as far as being an athlete. It's like, okay, well, who I who am I? And do I have to do all of these things in order to like lose weight and um, be like a healthy and happy adult in adult life? So I can completely resonate with that as you talk about that. And beyond all of this, I just like am so excited as far as like you stepping into like someone who has went through all phases of the journey, yet as you've kind of grown, you're like now to a point where you're like so clear on who it is you help and how you can help them. And being that person that you didn't see when you needed someone to tell you these things. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> I think that as you were talking about, you know, being an athlete, I think one of the biggest issues for us is that, you know, I think that our definition of healthy is pretty skewed. I think that there are lots of athletes out there that aren't very healthy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for me, <laughs> I know that I literally, I under ate a lot <laughs> when I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. That we, I think typically the average athlete experience a lot of fatigue. They experience a lot of injuries. And we just kind of chop it up to being athletes, but not really thinking about how poorly we prepare our bodies to do what we're trying to do. And it's just like, I talked to all my friends and I'm 32 now and it's like all of us have jacked up knees jacked up backs you know all these different things because we did not take very good care of ourselves you know Mm -hmm. while we're in that phase of our lives so I know for me I don't know about you I cannot speak for you but I know when I was in college I literally would go to the cafe every day I would eat like a chicken patty and some fries or some cereal and I would hardly drink any water. You know, I didn't really have a whole lot of nutritional knowledge. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not old by any means. I'm only 32. Back <laughs> in my day, there was no nutritionist. There was no one to give us nutritional guidance. My coach was very mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest struggles for us is because, because we're athletes. We attribute health to what we look like. And you can be a yeah. very and physical performance. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You can mm-hmm. be a very physically fit person and be very unhealthy. I can confidently say that probably one of the most unhealthy times I've had in my life, unhealthy emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, was when I was at my leanest. Like when I'm talking, yeah. I was like 10% body fat. That was probably the most unhealthy I have ever been in my life. Even overweight, even 200 plus pounds, I think I was still healthier than, than I was when I was 10% body fat. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. One thing that I always say, and I, I know my regular listeners have heard this like a, a zillion times, but I always say something and I say that like every person's version of healthy looks different. And I think that just goes to show that you could have a woman here who is looking like lean and 
thin and she looks this way and then you have another person who is curvier and looks this way but that doesn't like mean that like based on their appearance one of them is not healthy and the other one is healthy like it's just so different for everyone and I think that just like rolling back like right into that topic about just like diet culture and fad diets and what healthy looks like and what happy looks like is just like so like what that what that picture out there is for everyone is so frustrating because it's it's so clear once you do find that freedom like you and I have and many women are starting to find and like the type of coaching we do once you do find that freedom you come to realize that it's so so much less about the physical and so much more about like the mental and like the freedom with it absolutely and I think that you know my biggest issue with diet culture is that the people who have the collection of people and scientists and everyone who have worked together to create it over the decades um Mm -hmm. it's never been about our health and it's always been about money i think at the end of the day like we are being exploited for money and i think that a lot of times people don't realize that the health and wellness industry is a billion, you know, a billion dollar industry. And a lot of the products and the different things that are circulating around, they are literally created to keep us in this loop where we're constantly striving and constantly trying to figure out how we're going to lose the weight. You know, if they actually created something for us that helps us lose weight, keep it off, feel good about ourselves, have a good relationship with food, we'd buy it one time and we'd never have to buy anything else. And then the industry... (laughs) So come people, they're all people are always asking me about supplements and past very basic things like protein powder and that type of thing. Yep. I don't have a whole lot of recommendations because I'm like, if you don't save <laughs> and practice down to be able to make, you know, supportive food choices daily and to have a healthy relationship, if those things aren't solid, it doesn't matter what supplement that you take, you know? So I, I for me, it's explo- exploitation, and particularly, you know, in, in with my demographic, Black women, you know, there's also this whole, you know, fetishization of our bodies and the sexual, you know, we're very sexualized, and there we have this very mm-hmm. unrealistic expectation of what our bodies should look like. We're supposed to be shaped <laughs> in a way that is almost physically impossible. So I find for me. I'm constantly having to retrain people to understand that most of these women that we see in the music videos and our idols and all these people, like they have plastic surgery. Like that's not necessarily a normal Mm -hmm. type. And because of that, so many women are constantly trying to figure out the, the right peel or the right combo or the right, you know, waist trainer that gives you a body that literally for the most part is, is, is not attainable, you know? Yeah, and and like Photoshop and great oh, angles. Yeah. It's like everybody's putting up the, like everybody's highlight reel is what we're seeing. And it it's, it's like an unrealistic vision out there of like for women, like this is what you need to look like, except those women don't even look like that. <laughs> I mean, if they're just standing relaxed, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I tell people all the time that like, you know, I could literally train, you know, five hours a day, eat all the perfect foods, do all the things. And there are certain, that whole hourglass figure that exists out there 
does not exist. Mm-hmm. My bone structure <laughs> does not fit <laughs> that. Like literally it's like I touch my body and I'm like, I would have to get some bone shaved off. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, I'm just so yes. excited to have, I, I love having conversations with people um, not related to body. It's like, obviously it's, yeah. I, I love the idea of, you know, losing body fat and doing all those things for your for your health. But what I find for people is actually, I just got off an intake call right before we um, got on here. And I, mm-hmm. I ask about goal way. I ask about those things, but I always tell people, you know, people typically throw that out the window very quickly because at the end of the day, what it really truly is about, people just want to feel better about and yeah you quickly find out that when you change your mindset and you change the way that you think about things and you work on yourself emotionally and spiritually and all the other ways that what you thought you wanted all along isn't what you wanted you just thought that yeah would make you feel better but when you uh-huh. you can eat lots of nutrient-dense foods and all the water and move more and get out in the sun and do mindset work and literally possibly have a very similar body and feel so much better be like, you know what? Like, that's not even that cool. Like, I don't think I want that. Totally. And one thing that I like to say is that like shifting our goal to away from weight loss and just to happiness in general. And by doing that, then like the confidence comes as like a byproduct. Like it's almost like what you were searching for will come but in a different form like it just might not come as you expect it to so just like what you were just saying um as you're kind of talking through this sierra i would love to ask um i think that like you said so many women are attracted to these diet culture fad diets like challenges i just like my podcast listeners know i do not i hate challenges i hate challenges i hate cleanses, any word that reset, those words drive me crazy. So I'm like, those are things that are like big red flags. So if you have like a woman who is an ideal client for you listening to this podcast, like what are red flags that you would like hold up for her saying like, run the other way, like here are things that you need to be like running away from rather than turning to. Um, so first things first, we're definitely on the same page when it comes to challenges and cleanses. I don't <laughs> listen as a, as a coach, I will literally, if I I'm connecting with another coach, if I see that that's what the foundation of what they do is, I'm not collaborating with you. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't collaborate with people that that's their primary thing. And it's just like, I, I always tell people I do have a challenge that I run a couple times a year. It's like the mm-hmm. anti challenge. So it's mm-hmm. like we spend 21 days pouring back into ourselves. There's no don't eat this, don't eat that, do this, do that. <laughs> it's, it's a trick. Like it's not really a yeah. trick. Just like we're just doing something together. We, every day we're pouring back into ourselves. And mm-hmm. and at the mm-hmm. me, I love that. At the end of the day, you have created these behaviors and these habits over the course of your entire life. So anything that tells you that you can completely change in 21 days is BS. You know, and at the end of the day, it's not about, it's not truly about technically what you are eating. It's not really about all of those little things. It's about the series of things that you are doing continuously and repeatedly that are building up over time. Like, for example, I tell people all the time, 
when they talk about intermittent fasting and all the different fad diets, that it's not that one meal you're having. It's not that one time where you have carbs when you were on keto. It's not that the, even the two or three drinks. It's, the, it's what you do at the end of the week after you've starved yourself. It's what you do at the end of the day after you've starved yourself. So anything that is restrictive, anything that makes you feel negative emotion. So look out for things that make you feel guilt or make you feel shame. Look, look out for things that give you a bunch of no's, no this, no that. No, you know, if, if, and if there's not some type of practice in place that helps you learn new practices and habits and skills, like you're going to be the same person at the end of it. I think for the most part, people who love challenges and supplements and all the different things, it's like they want to become a different person, but they're not doing any of the things. Things are not going to be different. Like this time around, it's the same thing. So I think yeah. no restriction, avoid the no list, you know, avoid anything that makes you feel, have any guilt, shame, anything like that. Um, those are all really big things for me. Restriction in any form, I ain't with it. Hello, my love. Taking a quick mid-episode break to pop in and say thank you for being a loyal listener of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. I am so excited to pop in here and say thank you and extend an offer of a seven-day free trial inside the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy fitness membership just for you, my amazing, epic, loyal, and wonderful podcast listener. If you are looking to take the things that you are learning here inside this podcast and turn them into a real life mentality and to experience this firsthand, then this free trial is for you. You are going to get seven no-strings-attached days inside the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy Fitness Membership. That's five free workouts. That's a community of epic women just lifting you up and supporting you to reach your goals, nutrition support, mini trainings, and so much more. Go ahead, scroll on down, click the link in the show notes to grab this limited time offer. I hope that you take advantage of it, and I hope to see you soon inside the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy Fitness Membership. I love that you said that whole idea of like anything that doesn't like feel or sit well with you. Cause I think that sometimes we, we think like, well, this is just what it takes. Like if I want to be healthy, then it's not going to be easy. Like this is what it takes. This is what I have to do. Um, I was having a conversation with someone earlier today. And one thing we were saying about just like companies and people that breed this like challenge sort of mentality or this like I, I mean, I call it like you're just breeding on again, off again relationships with health and fitness. These people are losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again. It's like you start and then you lose the 10 pounds, you gain the 10 pounds back, you lose the 10 pounds again on your next challenge or whatever it is. And it's just like that same 10 pounds back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I like that idea of like, sitting with it and really getting in touch with how does this really make me feel? Like, is this something that feels fun, feels exciting, feels doable? Or is it making me feel anxious? Is it making me feel fear? Like, can I really do this? Is this something that's exciting for me? Those are great questions to ask. I love all of that. Um, for me, you know, it's also important that things should, the things that you, whatever you decide to do to improve your health, it should make you feel better. I'm not saying it shouldn't be challenging, but mm -hmm. you definitely should feel better. Like if something is draining your energy, 
it's making you exhaust, you know, exhausted and you're having stomach issues and all these different things are happening, regardless if the scale is going down or not, like that's not sustainable. How long can you mm-hmm. really do that to yourself? You know, I always tell people I, the way that I explain it is our challenges and, you know, cleanses and all those different things. They require you to have a sprint mentality. So just like running, you can sprint for a certain period of time. You can sprint for 200 meters, you can sprint for 400 meters, but you eventually have to stop and rest. You know, mm-hmm. the, the people who do well are the people who are able to jog, the people who are able to kind of look at things on a spectrum and turn things up and down as the stresses of life and you know, unorganization, like we're all unorganized sometimes, you know, and when you are the person who's able to kind of glide up and down the spectrum and just hit that good jog, that good brisk walk every day is the person mm-hmm. that's most successful because life is going to happen forever. Like that's not <laughs> going to change. It's not going to change. So it's like, you have to, you know, create something for yourself that you're able to turn up and turn down. And it's not this, it's not a dot. It's not a switch. It's a dial. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I help people kind of, you know, put, you know, their habits on a spectrum from one to ten, you know, and a ten is like you're eating freaking fruits and vegetables out of your own garden. You might even have your own cow. You know, most people are at like a six or seven, <laughs> you know, they prepare them up, up, they, you know, cook most of their meals at home. You know, they exercise a few times a week, they walk to do all of those things. But you know what? So once a week you have this meeting that just completely takes you out. You know what's going to happen. You know, you know that you're going to get off work late. You know that you probably didn't get to eat lunch. All of these things happen. It's okay to turn your dial down to a four and say, you know what, at minimum, what, what can I do with what I have? I can drink water. I can, you know, increase my water intake during this. I can pack some snacks and that's good. That's great. And I think that that's the biggest thing that the biggest issue with restriction is, is that it's either good or bad. There's no in between. And when things are bad, you get stuck in that guilt and shame cycle. I suck. I can't do anything right. Um, and I think that's the biggest reason why people really get stuck in the yo-yo. That explanation could not be any better. I'm like blown away right now. <laughs> like this is so many women. Y'all listen, listen that back. Like that whole idea of it being a switch versus a dial that could not I love that Sierra like that is so true and just that whole idea of of being able to tone it back and tone it back and feel good about it and not feel guilty not feel like oh well this is a shitty day for me because I didn't get my workout in yet I had 20 zoom calls or 20 meetings and I feel like passing out afterwards like things like that and I think that the whole way that you explain it like utilizing that that kind of frame of mind like this isn't something that I turn on and turn off it's something I turn up and turn down and just turn up and turn down with like the ebbs and flows of my day-to-day life that is incredible (laughs) I'm like I'm blown away I love it um you have to be able to I I think the biggest thing and this was a big revelation for me as I worked on my um food relationship at the same time as I was trying to figure that out, I also was trying to go full time in my business. And I was trying really hard to figure out like what my purpose was, like how God wanted me to move. And I realized that this crazy, hectic relationship that I have with food didn't create enough space for me to really for me to really dive into my purpose and, you know, pour back into myself spiritually and work on my business and do all these things. And it's like, 
our lives are so much bigger than how much we weigh and our fitness and all of these other things. And it's like, when you look at your health and wellness on a spectrum, you create space for you to be able to do all the things that are the real and true reasons why you want to look and feel better. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, when you think about it, the reason why you want to look and feel better is because you want to show up better in your life. Yeah. Like you want to, you want to be more confident. You want to be able to, you know, wear, wear something into a meeting or like, you know, you have this new business venture, all these things. You want to be able to walk into it confidently. You don't want to have to, you don't want to be self-conscious, you know, as you meet people out, you know, it's really about how you show up in life. And, you know, when you have that switch mentality you're in a constant state of negative some type of negative emotion so it's like either you're on 10 and you're like doing the thing or you're spending your entire day like stressed out there's no space for anything mm -hmm. and that's why you feel like crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I couldn't have said it any better um one thing that this brings up and I made a note about this because I like you guys, I hardcore creeped on Sierra's profile. Like I went way back. <laughs> I was just like, I dove all the way in because I always like to like make sure that I like get to know the people that I'm having conversations with before I just like dive into a conversation with them. And one thing, it was just a post and I, I read it many times because I loved it so much. You had posted and it said the, it was like es essentially you kind of talking to your your past self, like one thing you wish you would have known sooner or like done sooner as a health and fitness coach. And it said, focus less on what your clients ate and more on how and why they ate what they did. This just like statement alone makes me so happy because I like, I resonate with this one as a health and fitness coach but also as just a person diving, like rolling through her health and fitness journey. Because just because I'm a health and fitness coach doesn't mean I'm not on my own journey when it comes to health and fitness and that I don't have like my poor moments when it comes to like mindset around health and fitness and food. I am by no means perfect in that world. And there are times where I'm hard on myself. And so by you saying that, like that question and just like, like this shift, explain that a little bit to us as like someone in their health and fitness journey and why it's less important to focus on the what and more important to focus on the why and how. So for me, um, I think as a, I think the revelation first came as a coach um, because at the end of the day, people really and truly do understand what they are supposed to be. You know, very seldom mm -hmm. do you have a client who's just like completely completely oblivious like people understand that they're supposed to primarily eat whole foods you know people typically need a mm -hmm. little more guidance on like how much of those foods need but we know what's healthy you know we know what you know what those foods are we know that fruits and vegetables are great mm -hmm. we know we're supposed to eat protein by now in the world we live and we know those things so if we know those things at the end of the day like what's the problem like what what's the true problem because it's like i found myself as a coach you know writing out these, you know, solid meal plans, you know, I was really big into macros then. And, you know, people just really struggled to stick with it, even if I was even if it was moderate, you know, and I'm like, man, mm -hmm. you know, what, what is it like, what is it about people that makes it difficult? Because I have been in such a restrictive place that it was nothing for me. 
honey, I could, I, I was so scared not to hit my macros <laughs> that I could hit <laughs> Um, So really thinking about it and I ended up getting um, my precision nutrition certification. I learned more about food psychology. I learned more about, you know, mindfulness. And what I figured out very quickly from myself and my own perspective and as a coach is that for the most part, we are just blindlessly wandering around, like stuffing food in our faces um, and not really thinking about at all what we're eating. Um, and that's some of the reason we struggle with food choices is because it's like we sit down. Um, most of the time we don't sit down. <laughs> um, it's mm-hmm. like we know, okay, I'm hungry. You know, just like I, I start myself all day and then it's like, okay, like I'm either going to do something good or I'm going to do something bad. Let me just grab this donut and we turn our brains off. So for me, I always tell this story. I used to eat a whole bag of pizza rolls. Oh my God. I, okay. Keep going. I have, this is so funny. Listen, keep going. I, Tuesday, I still love pizza rolls. It's maybe my food. Same. Um, I would, I would get off of work and I figured out very quickly, I used to, you know, I used to be in social work. So I used to be a therapist and I worked for the Department of Juvenile Justice. A couple times a month, I would have court reports due. And mm-hmm. when I had court reports due, I figured out, hey, that's when I'm eating all these crazy bags of pizza rolls because that increased stress and that deadline would send me to this place where like I'm trying to like decrease the stress and feel better and like you know nurture myself and love on myself with pizza roll mm-hmm. now prior to yep. me taking a step back and thinking about how I eat I would just think like I made a bad decision it's like no like the how of how you eat is that sometimes you eat because it's your response to stress like and you knowing mm-hmm. that puts you in the power seat so even past emotional eating and binging most people eat super duper fast. And that's the, that was as a coach, that was the biggest, most impactful revelation that I figured out because the very first thing I work on with my clients in my programs is I teach them how to eat slower so that they're able to, Mm -hmm. you know, recognize their hunger and their fullness cues and make conscious decisions about what they, what they want to actually eat instead of just, you know, running around with their brain cut off. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that which helps them to be able to eat until they're satisfied. So I think that we inherently think that, and diet culture does this to us, we just suck. <laughs> like, I think that we're not able to stick to something because we suck. I'm not disciplined. I'm not that. But no, you just don't have the skills <laughs> and the practices in place for you to actually eat well and make conscious decisions. So, you know, slowing mm-hmm. down of the eating was very impactful for me super impactful for my clients and I think at the end of the day you know it's not really about you not knowing what to eat it's not so much about discipline but it's about you having the skills to be able to prioritize time to eat sit down eat slow taste your food you know figure out you're hungry make that decision to stop once you are satisfied people don't think about that um no, it's just about the what instead of like, what should I be eating instead of like good and bad versus just slowing Absolutely. down. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, it's incredibly mm-hmm. impactful. Um, I barely talk about the what of the, eat, the entire first month of my program. I give a guide mm-hmm. that gives you some pretty generic, you know, so you have a good idea of what you could be doing. 
but primarily we focus and dive into the how. And I'm telling you, listen, first week I'm seeing messages rolling in like Sierra, I just, I, I never tasted the pepper in my food before, or I'm, I didn't even know that this is what this tastes like. It's unreal. Like I used to always eat an entire pizza and now I can't even eat more than two because now I recognize when I'm full and it's just that's so awesome. Oh, that's so good. I, um, the reason I like laughed at the beginning when you said pizza rolls, because this is like an inside joke between my sister and brother and I, like when we like lived at home and were younger, like that was our thing. We would put a whole bag of pizza rolls or two <laughs> in the like microwave or the oven. And we just like, I, I still love them to this day. So it's like funny that you said that because I'm like, that just makes me smile. Like the whole idea of pizza rolls, something I never thought we would connect on, but here we are talking about pizza rolls. <laughs> so, so good. Pepperoni pizza rolls? Yes, pepperoni. <laughs> Simple pepperoni. Have you had those yet? I don't think I have. No. They're newer. They are newer. I think they just came out like last year. But that's why I tell people, I always tell my pepperoni story. And like, they act shocked. And I'm like, I still eat pizza rolls. I just don't eat the entire bag. And I eat them when I want them instead of mm-hmm. when I'm pressed. And when I yeah. want them, it's the triple pepperoni. So the next time you decide you have some pizza rolls, try out the triple pepperoni. All right, y'all. You heard it here first. Triple <laughs> pepperoni pizza rolls. <laughs> I love it. Um. This has been, like, such an incredible conversation, Sierra. Like, I, like, am thinking back at all the, like, amazing little bits and takeaways from for people, and I think we could go on and on and on. <laughs> but in wrapping this up, I do want to ask you just, like, a fun question. I ask this to all my podcast guests, and it's just, like, one thing. Um, and essentially my brand and what I call like damn happy, damn healthy and like the damn happy, damn healthy mentality is everything we're talking about today. It's ditching the whole idea of the have tos with health and fitness, the on again, off again with health and fitness and just really establishing like your version of happy and healthy and figuring out like what that looks like for you without having to flip your life upside down in order to do it. So one thing that I think is fun that I always ask all my guests is what would your most damn happy and damn healthy look like look day look like start to finish? Like what what would that kind of day look like for you? What would be like your your most ideal picturesque day? So I love that you asked that question because it made me realize that for the most part, I do live my best damn healthy, damn healthy life. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) So for me, I am, I love, love, love my morning routine. So for me, Mm -hmm. regardless of what my schedule was like, if I didn't have a job or whatever the case may be, I would still start my morning the same. And, you know, for me, um, I would wake up. One thing I would change is like I would wake up without an alarm. That would be really really cool. Like if I could, you know, wake up at the sunrise, like that would be awesome. Um, Uh And I would spend probably the first hour and a half of the day um, with God um, doing all of my different spiritual practices, you know, from meditation. I really love Christ-centered meditations. Like if Mm -hmm. if you have never heard of that or tried that, I'm really obsessed um, with Sandra's Christ-centered meditations. I think her Instagram is at Christ-centered tribe. So if you're a person who likes meditation and you're also, you know, Christian, they're wonderful. 
Um, so I would definitely meditate. Um, I would definitely do devotionals and things like that. I would worship. All those things are really important to me. And I guess a perfect day where I didn't have to worry about work, I would just do it as long as I wanted to instead of mm -hmm. having to pay attention to the clock. And then once I got done with that, I would turn on some Netflix. Maybe I would turn on some Gossip Girl. I love Gossip Girl. I rewatch. <laughs> I was gonna ask, what are you watching? <laughs> so my favorite show is probably How to Get Away with Murder. And if anybody watches that, you know we had the final episode not that long ago. Um, <laughs> so I just watched. We watched the entire series. So actually. I'm going to change that. I would just start how to get away with murder over again. While I cook, over again. <laughs> while I cook breakfast and it would be the same thing. I would have myself some uncured bacon. I'd have myself some over medium eggs and some fruit honey and some potatoes in the air fryer. And I would. Oh, yes. Yum. <laughs> and I would have some coffee and I would just sit there and eat as long as I wanted to eat and just be there. And actually, it would be outside in the sunshine but there will be no mosquitoes you know so like you know, <laughs> perfect yes and then you know i would to be completely honest like i love what i do for work um and mm -hmm. you know it would be great if i could spend the majority of my day like doing the having client interactions i mean you do this work so you know some of your job the marketing the back end stuff of it isn't as fun so i yeah. think perfect day would be just being able to actually have conversations and sessions with clients all day and then towards the end of the day i think that i would have a glass of wine um maybe some pizza rolls <laughs> um, <laughs> triple pepperoni <laughs> pizza rolls but you know probably like only 10 because any more than 10 my stomach probably hurt mm -hmm. um and I would just hang out with my family probably and just watch good TV and um yeah I'm a very simple person no I'm that sounds like a really damn happy damn healthy day yeah, <laughs> I'm loving it that part you know I, I breakfast is my favorite that particular breakfast is my favorite thing I don't care if like if I go out to a restaurant and I have all these different choices, like French toast and everything, I'm still, if that is my option, I'm going to get that. Yes. So, yeah, I think taking the time constraints away would make it, would, would make it great. You know, just yes. being able to like flow through the day and just, you know, close it out with a glass of wine and some tin pizza rolls if you want. <laughs> this is awesome. So Sierra, thank you so much for all of your insight today. You guys, there are so many amazing takeaways on this episode. Be sure to tag both Sierra and I as you listen. Let us know what your biggest takeaways are. I have to tell you, like, I think my biggest takeaway is that dial versus the on and off switch. I love that mentality and the way you talk about that. I think that that's definitely mine from this conversation. So Sierra, as we wrap up, do give us a little bit of insight as to where we can find you and where the people can like um, interact and engage with you on social media. And you guys, anything that Sierra lets, Sierra lets us know here, I'm also going to put in the show notes so you can go to the show notes to click on it. All right. So the best place to find me, the place I am most active is Instagram. I love the gram. You can find me at I am melanin well. Um, and I also have a Facebook group. So if you go on Facebook, search for melanin well, you will find my Facebook group. Those are the two best places to find me. If you find me on Instagram, um, I post almost daily. I always am posting crazy stuff in my stories. You know, I'm going to look really cute in my 
feed. When you hop on the story, um, just be prepared. I can look like anything on any day. Very authentic, <laughs> very authentic material there. So yeah, um, Instagram, definitely the best place in my Facebook group. So yeah, where you can find me. All right. Thank you so much, Sierra. Everyone, we will see you on the next one. Uh, we appreciate you having to listen. All right, damn happy, damn healthy fam. As we wrap up today's episode, I have to take a moment to give our damn happy, damn healthy member of the week, Michaela, a giant shout out. I am so proud of this woman because she is our member of the week and did some epic stuff when it comes to her workouts and extra meaningful movement. And she did this all while it being her first week back to the office since being at home with everything with COVID going on. She managed to eat healthy and fuel her body all week, get all of her damn happy, damn healthy workouts in. And aside from all of that, she got a two mile walk in every day. I am so thrilled to shout her out and just to say that she's a member of our damn happy, damn healthy community. Great job, Michaela. We are proud of you and so glad that you are finding your damn happy, damn healthy self and just crushing it week to week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Share some love for today's episode with a rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget, take a screenshot of this episode for your Instagram. Tag me at Chelsea Caller and tell me your fave takeaway. I'll be talking to you again real soon, girlfriend. But until then, be damn happy and damn healthy.